So Neve Horgan, thanks a million for coming in and chatting to us at the Actors Room. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Firstly, let's uh, kick it off and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and how you managed to get into acting. Well, I did drama and film studies in Trinity College when I left school, mm -hmm. which was great. It gave me a good basis and idea of everything. And um, it was quite an academic course. So when I finished that, I went to the Gaeta School of Acting and did a part-time course there. That and also I'd left college and I was like, this is the real world. I'm terrified. Oh, I know. I'll do another course. Everything will be fine. So then I went to the Gaiety School of Acting. Yeah. And uh, after that, I set up a theatre company with my mum, actually. It's called Ophagus Theatre Company because she is a writer and she had a whole load of plays that she'd done for kids in schools, like primary school age. Yeah, brilliant. So I decided or pretty much told her <laughs> that we were going to, uh, she, she was going to rewrite them for smaller casts of professional actors and we brought our very first ever show called The Rainbow's End to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2011. That's amazing. And it's the company's been doing great. We kind of do two or three shows, two or three productions every year mm -hmm. um, in like the Mill Theatre in Dundrum or Smock Alley Theatre. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's great. It's like family adventure fantasy stuff for kids by primary school age and their families, their parents and stuff. Okay, so your family's kind of in the industry or like what they're about so you had somebody to kind of guide you a little I, bit I did indeed my my dad is also an actor and uh, from a very young age I wanted to be like him and do, do acting mm -hmm. uh, my parents would encourage me being like no accounting <laughs> actuary and I'd be like acting yes that's what I meant to do but it was good because it meant that I had an understanding of not just the kind of glamorous side you see of like people on stage and yeah, films. It's like, you know, the days of sitting at home and waiting for the phone to ring and, you know, it's it's not all glamour and fun. It's getting up at four o'clock in the morning and not getting home until eight or nine o'clock at night. Um then but still having a smile on your face at the end of the day. And pretending so. everything's fine. Pretending everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that you went and worked with the gaiety or trained with the gaiety. How, how long was that? Was that the three-year course that you did? No, because I'd done my degree, right. I just did one of the part-time courses, which was mm -hmm. spanning a year. So it was two two sessions every week for, mm -hmm. I think it was like September to June. And we had like three different little showcases and stuff. It was really good. I quite recommend it to anyone who's, who's looking for that a little bit more not quite ready to step out by yourself because you meet people and the teachers are all really fabulous mm -hmm. in there as well and it's very different I suppose to what you were doing in Trinity because are they more theatre based in there Trinity um so the course I did as I said was the drama and film studies so that's quite academic yeah. so since I graduated they have set up the Lear which mm -hmm. is much more practical I believe right um having not gone there I, I've just heard that it's a bit more more practical and hands-on yeah. but it would be I think it leans more towards theatre though I believe they do have mm -hmm. you know some film sections mm -hmm. and stuff and what about now? Do you still upskill? Are you still training? Do you do, you do still training away? Yeah. Still trying to do stuff. Um, so I do karate as well, which keeps me fit, and mm -hmm. that's a nice, um, it's a nice addition to have in the CV. Yeah. Um, and you're pretty good at that as well. I'm I'm not too bad. I'm okay. I'm uh, the current Irish national champion. Have been for. 15 years wow. and um, in my organization mm -hmm. and I've competed abroad for Ireland and won medals at international competitions. Wow so that all completely stands to you for roles. It does it yeah. helps and certainly for um, for Demon Hunter the yeah. film we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, it certainly I think helped me at least get in the room because mm -hmm. the call was for 
girl about you know they just described it I'm like oh that sounds like me I'm that height I'm yeah you know. and uh with ideally with martial arts experience I'm like oh well I'll definitely apply because it sounds great mm-hmm. and, uh, I was told that, that was definitely one of the things like well I have to at least meet her yeah and then if she can you know play the part right we'll see where it goes exactly so would you advise actors then to do other training outside of acting then as well should they like, should they be upskilling in other areas? What do you think? One hundred percent. I think have as many things on your CV that help you stand out. Be it dancing, singing, mm-hmm. martial arts, you know, scuba diving. Maybe you can juggle, yeah. like rollerblading. You never know when some random call is going to come out and being like, "We need people who are really good at rollerblading." Yeah. So just keep finding things that you're interested in and enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and skill up as much as you can because you never know when that little tiny thing is going to help you get in the door and meet people and potentially get a good role yeah exactly um looking at your cv um i I was having a gander at imdb um so i see that it had like you your first role was 2013 Mm -hmm. um so obviously you were working in theater prior to that and then that was that your first role then that would have been what was that that was let's have a gander have it in front of me so it's lessons in laughter that was the lessons in laughter yeah that was a a short film actually that uh, some students from iadt were doing yeah and again i saw uh, a post and applied and went out and did the audition and Mm -hmm. and got the part so that was my first proper kind of production really in film yeah and um yeah it was it was really good it was a good fun project because they were students as well so it was Mm -hmm. fairly chilled easy and easy going, going. Yeah, and, you know everyone's learning, learning everyone's yeah. getting a bit of footage and credits and everything like mm-hmm. that um and then a bit after that I went down to Cork for a feature film called Bodiab mm-hmm. which was uh, an independent feature being shot down in um, Camden Fort down near Crosshaven which is a beautiful place yeah. again met lots of really amazing um crew and actors and stuff some of the actors I've since worked on other projects because you just keep meeting people and networking yeah. and and how do you like how did you initially meet them for that role was that advertised as well that one or was that one was again uh it's all it's all who you know yeah one of the producers had been in one of my theater company show as right. an actor and uh got a message from him saying would you be interested in this part um <clears throat> excuse me you're going um come down to court for a couple of weeks we'll be filming here unpaid as usual but I was like yeah sure my first chance to get into any kind of feature, yeah. I will I will do it. Um, I knew he was a great guy. Then he got me in touch with the director. The director phoned, just having a chat to them. And I was like, yeah, I have a good vibe about this. That mm-hmm. would be, be good fun and a credit and see where you go from there. Yeah. <laughs> and so you seem to go from, say, one every year from 2013. And then in 2016, you've been doing quite a bit. So, again, is that networking? Is that working with people on set? Or is that, you I know, through agents or how is that happening for I you? I think knowing people has definitely really helped me. Okay. Um, I have a wonderful agent who puts me up for a lot of stuff. And, you know, some of it I get, some of it I don't. That's always the way it is. Mm-hmm. But I think knowing someone that other actors have been suggested me or someone has seen something of mine or and asked someone else who worked with me. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I find when you call it networking, for me, it makes me feel kind of nervous Weird. and anxious. Because yeah. you're like... You have I to hate sell yourself word. for something yeah. and I hate it feels weird but when you're on set working with people and you're just having the chats and the laugh and getting to know people yeah and it's then and friends. then it's making friends it really is yeah. and then down the line I've called people if I've worked with for for my theater company or other jobs if someone's like oh I need a, a guy who can do this I'm like oh I worked with so-and-so 
here, let me put you in touch. Mm-hmm. And it feels a lot more natural. Yeah. But I think sometimes I myself, when actors hear the word networking, you get the, it the feels fear. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does, because you don't know what to expect of it. Yeah. So we're going to have a little chat about your new feature film that's going to get a release in cinema soon. I'll tell everybody where it is now at the end. But tell us a little bit about your character and the film itself. So the film is Demon Hunter mm-hmm. and my character is Taryn Barker, the demon hunter of the mm-hmm. film. And uh, she had suffered a tragedy in her past, which um, the death of her sister, it's not really a spoiler, I learned that pretty quickly, <laughs> um, which has sent her down a kind of a dark path and she encounters someone that you eventually, re- or she eventually realizes mm-hmm. is a, a, he's a demon, he's a bad guy and he has this ritual which uh, gets interrupted. So she has these kind of weird half demonic, half human powers things and but she's on the side of good and yeah. she helps the demon hunter like group of people who go around and rid the world of evil. And uh but she's quite <clears throat> she's quite dark and moody and kinda gothy. She's kinda got black hair and piercings and very She's very moody. different to what you are. She's very different <laughs> to what I am because I am a chatterbox that I'm people tell yeah. me I'm bubbly and kind of always joking, which was a lot of fun on set because I had to dye my hair black and I was, you know, looked the part, looked scrappy. Yeah. And people who were meeting me for the first time, like we'd be filming and then in between break in between cut in in between takes, yeah. I'd be laughing and chatting and stuff and you're like oh you are not like her at all and I was like well yeah it's called acting (laughs) I'm pretending pretending to be be like this (laughs) I'm not actually like that that reminds me of um the extras bit with Suri and McKellen it's like action Suri and Suri and Suri and action you shall not pass (laughs) and isn't it brilliant to see a female director Zoe Cabinet doing a horror film like number one to be out there doing her own feature um, and I think she self-funded this as well if I'm right she did, did. Yeah. Zoe is an absolute badass yeah um, I hope I can say that you can <laughs> she she's quite uh, inspiring to me because she worked so hard getting this film mm-hmm. made and worked so hard getting it distributed now it's going to be in cinema and out in DVDs she's worked so hard she put all her own money into it she got loans everything mm-hmm absolutely worked her ass off on it because she believed in it mm-hmm. and rightly so I think and she's just she's a fabulous director she knows what she wants and she gets it but at the same time if something comes up as it always does in filming and particularly in low budget you know problems arise mm-hmm. you never see Zoe with her her head in her hands and like what are we gonna do she'd be like okay so we need a we need a solution. This is what we're gonna do. Bang, 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 and everything would just be fixed because you know she had a film to make and she was gonna make it. <laughs> well, she did, and yeah. she, it's now like in theaters. So mm. fair play to her. Like, geez, that was that's amazing. Like, mm. it is really inspiring to see that happen. It really is. Um, tell me this: what is the process like? Well, what was her process like leading up to it? Because we work uh, in film base they have like a scheme called close up mm. and we bring in directors every week it's a different director and they all have their own way of doing things some like to do around the table script reads some people like to do improv some people like you know to break down scripts in certain sections what what's Zoe's process so 
For Demon Hunter, there was a change of cast about two weeks before they started filming. So I actually auditioned just a week before they were due to film. Wow, how did that happen? Um, There had been another girl who had been cast as Taryn and she had been in the short Zoe had made before as Mm -hmm. one of the steps to kind of make the feature. And I don't actually know why she pulled out, um, but she had to pull out for some reason. So I only auditioned the week before it was starting and I was cast like three or four days before we started shooting so it was kind of I got the call and uh, just a little anecdote of how much of a low budget this is I didn't get a call from Zoe I got a call me text from Zoe and I had to ring her back oh wow and uh, I was like please 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 it's like yeah we love you too to play Tyrant have the part so then I went in for costume fittings got my hair dyed got my hair cut more costume fittings and then we're shooting so I believe Whoa. Zoe had had rehearsals and she kind of workshopped some of the scenes they'd have the basics to get the actors in and kind of you know rough out the edges or whatever and get mm-hmm. a bit more of a flavor for each actor that was playing the character which obviously wasn't the case for me because we didn't have the time but um myself and Zoe over those couple of days we had some extensive chats and um kind of Luckily, my kind of interpretation of the character seemed to really fit mm-hmm. in with what she wanted because we'd be having conversations and just constantly agreeing with each other. The kind of being like, "Oh, cool, yeah, you are you, yeah, okay, you got this." <laughs> so you, we're on the same wavelength. We're on the same yeah. wavelength. Luckily, because had we not been, I'd say it would have been, it would have been, would have been hard for me being thrown in and then trying yeah. to keep keep trying to please her keep trying to give her what she wanted and yeah. stuff but now she's very chill very laid back and we would agree and anything I didn't you know I wasn't sure of we'd have you know, a, chat have a chat and figure yeah. it out yeah, and everybody fine. else on set then they were already they'd already in. yeah they'd already had a good few rehearsals so mm-hmm. I think to an extent some some of the scenes were changed obviously because I was a different actress and it was mm-hmm. going to be different but no one seemed to have any problems really adapting on the day because that's you know, that's par for the course as an actor. You have you to just, just have change. To go. Yeah, you just have to. Um, tell me this. A lot of actors are kind of in a dilemma about social media and what they should be doing and shouldn't be doing and what they how to promote themselves without coming off, I suppose, a bit like an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> what, what's your take on it? What would you be doing? Um, it's. I find that a, a tricky one as well because... It's just kind of hard to know what to do. Putting up posts about yourself all the time can feel very narcissistic. And yeah, because family yeah. and friends are on that too. Exactly. It's not just work. it's not just a work thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a, a friend who isn't into acting. She's not an actress at all, or as I like to call them, a, a muggle. You know, like a normal person. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and she was asking me about social media and me putting up stuff and. She was like, "Do you not find it really weird?" I'm like, "Yeah, sometimes I do, but at the end of the day, I think it's it's part of the job." Mm-hmm. And my my agent had said because I wasn't on Twitter until the beginning of this year. Okay, and wow. She was like, yeah, at all. I just managed to avoid it completely. How I missed did about- you manage to <laughs> avoid it for so long? I have no idea. I just like, no, I don't really. So I. Uh, started in January I set it up um because my agent was like you have to it's just it's super important Mm -hmm. apparently she was saying uh they get in kind of to sub people and one of the questions they're asked is how many what's their social media so I was like oh okay like okay so that's a massive thing to see if you have an audience already yeah a big thing um so that's made me go oh shit I really have to get on that yeah um so yeah it's I, I suppose I find it 
each to their own you'll find your balance to it and you just have to keep playing with it um but that really gave me the kind of push to not feel weird about posting things yeah because I'm like well if it's important that I'm getting my name and myself or my brand I know out there you just have to do it you still have have to do it it. I suppose take it one step at a time you don't have to be posting what you're eating (laughs) No, I can <laughs> just say what you're working on yeah. or a little bit. Say what you're, again, yeah. it's easier, I think, when you're on set or you're, you know, you have a script, you can do the kind of like yeah. actor's life hashtag and script work and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but when you're sitting at home kind of doing nothing, I try to be like, oh, pretend you know, you're doing something. Pretend I'm doing something <laughs> or even just like, you know, it's a pretty picture. I'll put it up. At least yeah. it's, it's keeping the feed active for when you are working it's not something like you're super quiet and then mm-hmm. loads of posts and then super quiet and loads of posts. yeah it's like you said it's the balance it's the yeah. balance and if there was a role out there some if you could pick any role at all what type <laughs> of role would you be going after uh that is a very good question um so for me Taryn Barker is probably one of my ideals roles because she is a badass strong woman mm-hmm. and I think we need more strong women in in media in general. Now, things like, you know, Wonder Woman's out, so she, yeah. that's there. That's this weekend. This weekend, exactly. Yeah. I can't wait to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it might be next weekend, but the time this comes out, <laughs> yeah. we'll go see it regardless. Go see it. <laughs> it's in cinemas now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, those kind of characters, like strong, strong female characters, I've always been drawn to them. So, like, when I was a kid and Charlie's Angels came out with, like, um, Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu, yeah. um, I was like, yeah that's my ideal role because they're cool women mm-hmm. and they're they're like it's okay that they're pretty but still kick ass and like they're they're just doing their own thing and that's yeah. all totally fine you don't have to be um you know like a little fragile doll and nor do you have to be like a big rugby player type man woman <laughs> yeah you can you can be everything you can be everything yeah, you don't cool. have to just so characters yeah. like that would be what would make it yeah. interesting. Yeah. And it makes it interesting to watch as well. Yeah. If there's lots of different layers. Of them. Yeah. Um, have you any advice? I always ask actors this. Have you any advice for actors starting out or perhaps maybe they feel like they've hit a brick wall and they don't know what to do? Um, that's a very good question. <laughs> like, what would you do? Like, what have you done in the past? What have I done? I suppose go, go to the theatre. Yeah. Go and actually see some shows, particularly in the likes of Smock Alley and the smaller theatres, the new theatre. Mm-hmm. Go see some stuff and try and get a little bit of inspiration from what you're watching, what you like, what you don't like. Talk to people afterwards. Again, it's like networking, but not in a creepy, stalker way, way, hopefully. Because um, I find any time I'm feeling a bit of a lull, I'll be like, okay, it's time I go and see some stuff. Yeah. And um, watch some films. You know, do that and maybe if there's any courses refresher stuff it's really it's meeting people mm-hmm. um for me I think the more you meet people the easier because yeah. you either get inspired to do something yourself or you meet mm-hmm. someone who goes oh actually you'd be great in this this job I'm doing mm-hmm. and then just keep keep yourself happy you know get a but mental health is always important. It's and, always important, you know, yeah. And upskilling, as we were talking about earlier, yeah. it's like if you if you find yourself in a lull, be like, all right, I'm going to enroll in a dance class or something, and yeah. you'll never know where that might bring you. Exactly. And finally, to wrap it up here, um, ha- what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten, and who is that from? Oh, that is a really good question. <laughs> um, uh, I suppose. 
it's a standard actory one that's just popped into my head. Yeah. I don't know who originally said it, but my dad has said it to me a number of times. Be on time and it's not fair. <laughs> that is actually a really good. So there, there you know, like yeah. that's it. That's what you're setting yourself yeah. up for. That it's just, um, uh, oh, and it's not personal as well, but that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. With it. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. Maybe thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.